Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Matt. So as we look at the week ahead um, and we, 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 we bask in, uh, in recent events, I think it's fair to say that um, the, the week ahead is uh, a game of two halves when it comes to, to confidence, um, certainly rising confidence in, uh, in our national football, um, but perhaps declining confidence when, it, when you look across markets. So as we look at the week ahead, what are you going to be focusing on next week? Yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, it's been a little bit of an unusual week for financial markets or for the macro backdrop. Uh, one that has seen uh, a rise in uncertainty or a fall in confidence about uh, calls across the markets. Uh, you know, and uh, it's likely on a combination uh, of global factors. One on the rising global COVID cases. Uh, I mean, this has been very clear across um, Asia and, uh, and some of EM. Uh, bringing tighter restrictions and economic concerns uh, therein. Um, there's been a more audible debate uh, about the China slowdown, something that followers of our research will know uh, that we've been talking about since the end of Q1, uh, but uh, has been brought further to light uh, at the end of this week uh, with a triple R cut uh, from the PBOC. So, uh, you know, at the centre of all of this has been uh, the US bond market. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think this is the, the, the most important driver for sentiment and for market movements uh, and we've seen uh, quite a, a dip um, in uh, U.S. Treasury yields. Uh, you know, some of this, uh, I think, has been put down uh, by markets to uh, a focus or an emphasis uh, about being past peak growth in the U.S. Uh, and this has uh, added to those concerns. However, we also think that there is a significant implication from uh, the U.S. as the uh, and the U.S. bond market as the uh, global safe haven asset. So, you know, this kind of Delta uh, variant concern, the China slowdown concern has driven those safe havens flows into the U.S. bond market. Uh, and we think that the yield drop uh, is not a more sinister prophecy for U.S. growth. Uh, and ultimately, we see this as supportive for U.S. growth uh, and uh, for U.S. equities. So throughout recent months, uh, the focus on inflation has been core to market sentiment. Uh, and on Tuesday, we get the US CPI print for June. Uh, central expectation is 4.9% on the headline. That's from 5% in May. Uh, and a tick up uh, in the core measure to 4% from 3.8% in May. Now, the Fed have done a good job of convincing markets generally that this uh, inflation is transitory. Nonetheless, it's likely remains sticky in the near term. Um, with oil and commodity price action, uh, definitely uh, helping this uh, stickiness, or certainly in terms of sentiment. But recent concerns about the global growth uh, uh, may weigh um, in the other direction. Secondly, uh, we get China Q2 GDP. Now, we've had a more sanguine view of near-term China growth trajectory uh, for many months now, but uh, wider markets seem to have focused their attention on this in the past week. Q2 is expected to be around 1% quarter on quarter in Q2. That's a sequential acceleration from Q1, which just stood at 0.6, but it's at a level that's still relatively pedestrian for, for China. There have been some recent COVID outbreaks that have muted travel and by extension uh, services expenditure, and we think that that's damped uh, the recent, uh, certainly service sector momentum in the economy. However, this week's uh, triple R cut should provide some support to sentiment. The economy, 
the supply of credit um, and, uh, you know, general activity in the near term. Uh, you know, the data will be closely watched as it's a function of global growth sentiment. And as we've mentioned uh, on previous podcasts, the reliance of exporters to Chinese demand is going to be a key factor here. And Germany is at the top of that list. So uh, interesting to see how that uh, plays out for Germany in the medium term. And then lastly, on the monetary policy front, we have the RBNZ, Bank of Canada and Bank of Japan uh, in the week ahead. Um, the risks marginally towards a hawkish surprise from the RBNZ. Um, still a bit too early, likely, but the economy is close to being back to normality now after uh, almost no cases of COVID, uh, despite the fact that uh, uh, New Zealand is shut off to the rest of the world. The economy uh, seems to be going fairly strongly there. Uh, and the market is not really pricing uh, rate hikes until the turn of the year. So it's a marginal uh, possibility of a, a hawkish uh, surprise there. Um, and then uh, to the speakers, um, Lagarde speaks uh, next week following uh, uh, the ECB's monetary policy review. Um, and any further commentary on that front will be closely watched. In our view, essentially, uh, it's a, a semantic change on the symmetry of the policy target and has little direct impact on the near term. Um, it's interesting to note uh, that um, uh, the, the German contingent um, have suggested that the ECB will not deliberately seek inflation overshoots. And in fact, it's likely that the problem for the ECB is on the other side of the debate, uh, that the effective lower bound is a constraint for symmetry, or there is very little or that the ECB may have up its sleeve to do to encourage inflation to target uh, over the medium term. But it's also, you know, highlights the current issues for the ECB. You know, foot to the floor in a monetary policy sense and still demand, uh, demand-led inflation is at a shortfall of the forecast horizon. Uh, this is uh, really a key factor for us going forwards. Uh, and then lastly, we get Powell. Um, so the, the, uh, the semi-annual testimony to the House and Senate, or Humphrey Hawkins, as it was called in the olden days, and any commentary on economic progress uh, following up from the Fed minutes, which didn't really shine any light uh, on, the, uh, on the viewpoint of the Fed, uh, given the increased confidence in the growth backdrop, uh, interestingly, uh, which has coincided with a uh, more uh, disappointing confidence uh, from the markets in the global economy. But there is a real serious focus uh, on the implications of this for the US yield curve. Thank you, Neil. So a, a big week ahead uh, when it comes to, to macro events. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, a big weekend ahead of us as well. Do I need to ask um, what you've got your eye on this weekend? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. There's plenty to focus on this weekend. You know, we've got the Wimbledon finals, both men's and women's. Um, Berrettini uh, is someone to clearly look out for uh, in the men's. Uh, and little to choose between Barty and Pliskova in the ladies' final. Uh, Formula One has a week off ahead of the British Grand Prix. Uh, Silverstone in two weeks' time, uh, where 140,000 fans uh, we'll be cheering, uh, cheering the drivers around the track. Um, Lions rugby uh, this weekend, sadly, due to COVID, will be a rematch of Wednesday's match, which wasn't much of a competition for the Lions. And then finally, I think uh, you know it will be uh, difficult not to mention uh, the Euro 2020 final with England versus Italy. Um, certainly, two teams matched in their defensive ability, and unusually for England, dare I say it, in their uh, uh, attacking flair this year. I think it would be remiss of me not to say this time round that football is coming home. Thank you, Neil. And fingers crossed for, uh, for for a great result on the weekend. I'm sure the nation's going to be watching with uh, 
with, with an equal measure of uh, pride and nervousness. Thank you very much for joining us again and, uh, and sharing your thoughts on the week ahead. Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for having me. And we look forward to welcoming you back next week. Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.